Are you interested in cracking the customer code? You've got customers, and we will help you work with them to deliver a great experience to grow your business. I'm Jeannie Walters. And I'm Adam Taport. Join us as we learn from those business leaders who get it. And a few who don't. And together we'll crack the customer code. Welcome to episode number 22 of Crack the Customer Code. Today we're talking about how financial services might need to brush up on their digital offerings. And we have a special interview segment for you that I recorded at South by Southwest Interactive in Austin, Texas. That sounds really cool. And we've also got a customer hero story about how one traveling museum exhibit is revolutionizing the museum experience. Now, Jeannie, I want to hear what is going on at 360 Connects. Well, funny you should ask, because I have something to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to fill you in a little bit on something we're doing a lot of lately called micro-mapping. It's where we dig into one part of the customer journey and evaluate it on a really detailed level. Lately, we're doing this a lot for digital and mobile experiences, because did you know 63% of adult cell phone owners use their phones to go online. 34% of cell internet users go online, mostly using their phones, and that's going up every day. So you can learn more about this at 360connects.com. That's 360-C-O-N-N-E-X-T.com. And if you want to reach our listeners, whether they're on their phone or on the computer, Consider being a show sponsor. You can get directly to them. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. Now, Jeannie, you were recently filling me in about a report on how positive customer experience ratings worldwide are dropping. Tell me about that because I feel like we might be failing. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually talking about the 8th Annual World Insurance Report by Capgemini. And they recently released it, and one of the quotes that came out of it was how positive customer experience ratings worldwide declined at an alarming rate. So I think that's telling us that we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to customer experience and customer service in financial services. What do you think? Well, I haven't been turning the pages of the World Insurance Report uh, (laughs) lately. But that is very frightening, you know. Uh, so tell me, what is an alarming rate, did they say? Throughout the world, there are several different ways that the service experience is going down. Um, but one of the things that really came out of it was how agent satisfaction rated 10 percentage points higher than digital insatisfaction. And what that tells us is that digital experience is actually dragging them all down. And when you look at what the expectations are around any mobile or digital experience now, they're just not keeping up. I mean, it's very difficult to actually do anything or interact with insurance through the digital channels. So the fact that agents are still doing okay, they're still not doing great. But the fact that they rank so much higher tells us that they have a long, long way to go with the digital experience. Absolutely. All these industries are trying to keep up and mobile's a moving target. Mm-hmm. Right? Digital is a moving target. I mean, it's really hard. And the bigger you are, the harder it is to move. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you know, it's interesting that that, not interesting, because they're really not surprising. In fact, that the face-to-face, you know, the human interaction still sort of rules. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think agents necessarily are taking advantage of the fact that they have some control over this multi-channel experience too. So they should know how their customers intersect and interact with these digital channels before they actually sit down and talk to them. And many of them don't either. So the fact is they're not getting this multi-channel experience, this seamless customer experience that we're expecting now. They're just not delivering it in the insurance market. And I think they... 
there's so much potential there because they talk about education and they talk about all these things like those farmers commercials are so great because they actually educate people a little bit and say, you know, if you do this, if you put a security system in your house, you actually get a discount on your homeowners. And a lot of people just don't know these things. Having something like that shares education and helps people adjust their policies on the go as their lives change, that could really be revolutionary. And it's probably something that people are looking for. So I think they really need to look at their digital channels and figure out where they're going wrong and how can they weave these channels together in a way that provides more customer satisfaction. You know, it's interesting. I just had a thought, and I agree with everything you just said. So I want to throw something at you, and I think we're going to have to make it another segment. Are there certain industries that mobile the expectations of mobile experience are going to leave behind? They're going to always they're going to have trouble keeping up because insurance, no matter what, is always going to be sort of a you know, bureaucratic intensive thing. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of information that's necessary, and that is sort of counter to the immediate response, immediate gratification expectations we have around mobile. Mm-hmm. Now, you can definitely try to balance it and mitigate it as much as possible, but there is a, there's always going to be a minimum threshold in insurance that you're going to have to do. Right, right. So, well, I, I, it's a good question. And maybe the expectations are too high, but those are the expectations. Exactly, <laughs> right. So <laughs> you've got to figure out a way to at least get closer to what people are expecting instead of just ignoring it completely, which is what this report feels like a lot of companies are doing. Absolutely. Well, great topic. And I know we've got a very special interview segment coming up. You're right, Adam. I wanted to share with you a conversation I had with Amy Jackson at South by Southwest. Amy is the Senior Director of Brand Strategy and Consumer Marketing for TripIt from Concur. TripIt is a wonderful app that organizes travel plans into an itinerary that has all of your trip details in one place, even if you booked with different airlines or car rental companies. And I will say it saved my life more than once. So I am a TripIt user, awesome. TripIt Pro. Actually. Great. And I'm wondering, how do you get feedback from customers who are using your product on sometimes a daily basis? Absolutely. Yeah, we have very vocal users, which is so great for us because we hear constant feedback, ideas, wishes, um, victories. And one of the major ways that we hear from our travelers every single day is through social media. Mm-hmm. And especially Twitter and Facebook are the primary ways that we hear from people. And it can range um, everywhere from people saying, I haven't even gotten home from one business trip and I'm about to leave on another. And TripIt's reminding me it's time to pack. Um, we hear from our TripIt Pro users quite a bit because mm-hmm. there are those moments that really are life-saving mm-hmm. where you get, let's say, an alert for a gate change. And mm-hmm. so you know that you have to go to the next terminal or shift to a new gate um, in time to catch your flight so you don't miss your flight. Uh, we have people that get um, alerts very quickly before anyone else on the plane knows what's going on, and they like to share that with us. Um, they also share product ideas with us, too, which is really helpful. Uh, there are other ways that we um, survey our users and ask them what they're looking for from TripIt or TripIt Pro. And so we gather feedback, both from social channels, from customer service. People write into us all the time, um, and also from research. And we kind of compile it all together and see what do our travelers want from mm-hmm. us? What do they want from TripIt? And so how do you circulate that? How do you close that loop with mm-hmm. the organization? Yeah. For instance, with those product ideas, mm-hmm. how do you bring those back to the right people within your organization? Mm-hmm. So we have um, a research team that surfaces 
um, all of those insights on mm-hmm. a regular basis and shares them uh, with the team. And so, you know, they're great at taking a lot of different data inputs from social channels, from customer support, from surveys, and bubbling up the most important insights mm-hmm. and then sharing that with all types of functions within the organization. Okay. And so we do that on a regular basis. And then a lot of us just are on Twitter and mm-hmm. on Facebook and listening to our users um, just on our own, too. Okay. And here at South by Southwest, we're mm-hmm. talking a lot about innovation, about what's next. Sure. What do you think is kind of the future of the travel experience? Mm-hmm. Because it is changing, and you guys are a big part of that. So yeah. is there anything there that you're seeing that you're yeah, excited about? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny because, you know, we're here at the TripIt Lounge and celebrating the golden age of travel and what travel used to be, which was really about the traveler and creating mm-hmm. this, this great experience for the traveler. Um, And when TripIt was created, that was really the intention was, you know, there are so many different places that you need to go as a traveler. You book your flight, you book your hotel, you book a car in all different places. And TripIt became the way to to make that easier to organize all those different pieces that you book in all different places. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was how it started. And so basically... Now there's a ton of opportunity with data, with apps, with technology platforms. Um, We have an open API. And what that allows is this whole ecosystem of information that can really be used to make life even easier for the traveler. Mm -hmm. And so what you'll see is more around personalization and connecting the dots and learning from all these different places to make recommendations to you or to make your life easier um, than than we ever have before. Mm Well, one of the themes that I'm seeing here at South by, too, is that there's kind of this fine line that we're all trying to figure out about how do we collect data, mm-hmm. how do we let them opt in and have permission to do that mm-hmm. in a way that is helpful and not creepy. Absolutely. <laughs> and so um, have you you know, changed anything or have you ever had feedback where you've thought, we have to do this a little differently so that the customer feels more comfortable with it? Mm-hmm. Because data can help us provide great experiences, but... We need them to opt into that. Yeah, we've always been about opting in. And Mm -hmm. so from day one with our API, you as the traveler had to tell the service that Mm -hmm. you wanted it to connect to TripIt. So if you're using some other app that hooks into the TripIt API, that is up to you as the user to give permission. So that's always been the case with our API. Mm -hmm. And we're very sensitive to what our users tell us and what they are comfortable with or not comfortable with. Um, But by giving them that that permission and that... um, you know, control over what they share their TripIt data with, which apps mm-hmm. they share their TripIt data with, they remain in control. Mm-hmm. So okay. we've always followed that philosophy. Yeah. It's really about the traveler first, and we're not going to go out there and do something um, that they wouldn't have that control over first. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And I read recently that, I think it was the Auckland Airport, mm-hmm. is now partnering with TripIt. They are. Is that a data situation? Like, are you sharing data with each other to make the experience more seamless? Or what Mm -hmm. is that partnership really about? So that is another API partnership example where they saw a great opportunity to leverage the fact that uh, TripIt has so much to offer to travelers and that that Auckland Airport has a lot to offer to travelers traveling through Auckland. Mm -hmm. And so um, they are working on an API integration. And so as part of that, we'll do um, an educational campaign together when it's available, when it's launched, mm-hmm. um, where we're educating both travelers that are flying through Auckland about all the great um, ways to take advantage of, of services at the Auckland airport, like duty-free and parking reservations and things like that. And then we'll also let them know about TripIt and TripIt Pro and that that's an easy way to organize all your travel plans and get those notifications 
and have it integrated within your whole Auckland airport experience. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a fun one. It's our first airport partnership. We're really excited about it. It's also um, a very ripe market for TripIt users outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we have um, a lot of, of users in Australia and New Zealand and Canada and the U.K. And so this is a, a fun opportunity for both of us. Cool. Yeah. Well, and I think another thing that I'm hearing a lot about, too, on the retail side of things is we are giving permission as consumers to, for instance, walk into a mall mm-hmm. and have our phone tell us, oh, that shoe store you love is having a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of combining both the experience of finding out about something in advance as well as in the moment mm-hmm. when we're physically somewhere. Yeah. So that sounds like that might be kind of the direction that you're going with that. Yeah, I think it all comes down to relevance. Mm-hmm. I know as a consumer, I don't mind if I get something like in the moment or mm-hmm. in my news feed, if it's relevant to what I'm looking for. Right. I find that as a good use of data that is actually helpful mm-hmm. and relevant and and is going to provide something to me that I wouldn't necessarily have known to seek out on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is definitely the future of what travel apps will look like. And, you know, we started to do that with TripIt Pro, sending you those alerts when they're relevant. So one of my favorite TripIt Pro features is when you have a connecting flight, Mm -hmm. right when you land, you know, before you're even off the plane, you're getting that notification from TripIt Pro of where your connecting gate is departing from. Mm -hmm. And that's always the one I worry about because they're often very tight windows of time, you know, less than an hour sometimes. So to know if your gates, you know, two gates down or all the way across the terminal is is very relevant, timely, Mm -hmm. and helpful. And so I definitely think there's going to be more of that within travel, mm-hmm. more of that relevance and, and in the moment um, because of data. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so as a traveler, do you have any great stories about things that went really well or not mm-hmm. so well in your own experience? Oh, yeah. I have all kinds of uh, interesting stories about international travel. That's when things can get really yes. interesting. <laughs> um, last fall, I had a couple situations. One where I had like four different flights and I had booked them separately because one of them was to a small island and the only airline that flew there was like this small independent island um, or airline. And so um, what I learned from that experience is because I got delayed in the first two legs and I missed my connection into the third leg, mm-hmm. I had to take care of that fourth leg myself because it wasn't part of the same reservation. So one thing I learned is if you are traveling internationally and you have like three layovers like I did, make sure you book it as one reservation if, you, if as much as you can do that because... Otherwise, it's all on you. You're gonna pay out of the, you know, pay through the nose to rebook that ticket. Right. If one of the legs gets messed up, um, if it is two separate reservations, is what one thing that happened to me. The other thing that most people don't know is that if you um, have a situation where you're delayed or your flight's canceled, and you use TripIt Pro, for example, to look at alternate flights, even if they're on other airlines, oftentimes the gate agent can rebook you to a different airline. And so I had a situation where I was delayed on United. Mm-hmm. I used TripIt Pro to find a Delta flight that would get me home in different a different time. And um, and I asked the United agent to, to check out this Delta flight, and she ticketed it for me, and no problem at all. Oh, that's so great. it's really nice when the airlines will work together mm-hmm. in that way and just get you home faster mm-hmm. so you can actually... I think I learned that watching The Amazing Race. Actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. They're always trying new things. Yeah. So there's all kinds of things that you can ask for and be proactive mm-hmm. and speak up, and it's all about having the information handy, mm-hmm. and then just being nice. Yeah. You know, being nice gets that's you a, a long way. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. 
So is there anything here at South By that you think you're really excited about seeing or checking out? So um, I've been spending most of my time hanging out with travelers here at the Trip It Lounge. Yeah. Um, but I am curious to see, you know, what brands are doing. I think it's mm-hmm. always exciting to see what great case studies are out there. Um, there's a fun one that I've paid attention to uh, that Organic Valley is doing called Save the Bros, which is hilarious. Oh. And it's like a healthy protein shake. So <laughs> that's a funny one. So I, I love the combination of creativity and humor and what brands are doing mm-hmm. is, is fun for me to learn about. That's cool. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Absolutely. And uh, have fun with the rest of the festival. You too. Thank you. So Jeannie. Yes, Adam. I bet if I gave you a hundred guesses, you couldn't guess what time it is. <laughs> I bet I could get it on number 99. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go, but you get one shot. It's time for Customer Hero, Customer Zero. You got it. And I believe you have some sort of hero today. I do. I'm really impressed by this new traveling exhibit. I guess it's probably not very new anymore because it's been around a few months, but it's going all over the world. And it's called Van Gogh Alive. Currently, it's in Europe. And it's about Vincent Van Gogh, as you can imagine. (laughs) <laughs> from right. the well, I, I, I like how we live in a world where it's a few months old and it's not new anymore. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting about the exhibit is they're really kind of putting the whole museum experience on its head. And instead of just having the paintings or the artwork on the wall as you walk through the museum, they have new technology where they're they're putting it in interactive ways. So they're literally having huge format electronic displays of these various pieces of work, but it's not just big paintings. It's around corners. They're using sound. They're using interactivity. It's projected onto the floor and the ceiling. And people are feeling like they're immersed in the experience instead of just walking by and appreciating a pretty picture. Or not bored. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big part of uh, the museum experience for me, at least. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, I may not sound very cultured with that, but you know, I know that's really – you've got to keep up with the times, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked – in previous episodes and in other formats about how our brains are being rewired by technology. Right. So right. that museum experience gets less and less exciting every generation and every year. Mm-hmm. And I think there were there was some controversy when they first brought this up and when they first started – trying to sell this idea because traditionalists, they like that museum of experience of just walking through and appreciating the art in a quiet way, you know, don't make too much sound and don't, don't say anything, just appreciate it. And in this sense, they're asking, they're inviting people to actually interact with it in really cool ways. There's a way that you can walk by a screen and get your image basically projected so that it looks like Van Gogh brush strokes are on it. So think of how powerful that is for a little kid. They start really understanding the art in different ways, and they understand how to interact with it and how to appreciate it. Because we don't really, we don't really do that anymore. We don't tell people how to appreciate it. We just say you should really go to this museum, and then they go and like you, they might get bored. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, you've got to look at it almost like the newspaper industry, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something. If any smart museum you know, curator manager. board has got to be looking at this saying, you know what, when the baby boomers are gone, our business model is dead. Right, right. Generation X is going to be the last 
people that come do this mm-hmm. and has the attention span to walk through and stare at 74 portraits right. by the same person. Right. Right. I mean, I went to the Louvre and I'll tell you, this was 20 years ago. And when I say I went, I went outside and I walked outside by it and waved to it. Because we only had literally we had like a day and a half in Paris. And yeah. I was like, Well, it's a full day. It's like right. you know, it's the biggest museum on the planet or something, whatever it is. You know, so we literally we're just mm-hmm. we're in co- college age, we just weren't gonna do it. And that was you know, we're from a generation where that was still something you grew up with. That was right. you know, we went to museums on field trips and all this kind of stuff and, well, bar- and barely had video games. I have to say that living in Chicago, it's one of the best places to inter- interact with museums and the Art Institute is one of my favorites and the field museum museum with sue the dinosaur and the museum of science and industry i mean we've got we've got some of the best museums in the world here so i'm a little defensive (laughs) because (laughs) i love going to those museums and i just experienced the art institute with my kids and to watch them interact with it was really interesting and so i think that figuring out ways to do this in different ways like the traditional way isn't wrong it still will appeal to a certain group but you still have to react to what's happening in today's world. So this exhibit, Van Gogh Alive, is breaking records all over the world because people are really amazed by it. They're, it's larger than life. It redefines the traditional museum experience, and it really does react to what customers are demanding. So that's why it's a customer hero. It is a customer hero. And you know, the science museums have been doing this for a while now. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, sort of the traditional art museums that are starting to catch up. Mm-hmm. For sure. Very neat. Well, I tell you what, we're going to get our museum tickets and we're going to wrap up for today. So thanks for listening to episode 22 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Adam Deporek and my website is customersatstick.com. And I'm Jeannie Walters and you can find me at 360connects.com. All of our episodes and show notes are available at crackthecustomercode.com. And please subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please let us know. Leave a rating, leave a review. We'd love to get your feedback. And please tell someone you know. We love word of mouth. It really helps others find our show. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.